Holy cow, it's already recording. Well, hello. <laughs> All right, that's working. Hey, champ. How you doing? Yo, buddy. Doing well. Can you hear me? I hear you beautifully. Oh, wow. This thing's working now. Look, look at that. What'd you get working? What wasn't working? Oh, the microphone. Microphone. Yeah, I said, dude, I got this little, look at this little stupid thing I have. Right. I love it, though. I used to put it on the top of my, like, the, the 35 millimeter camera, right? When we would right. do videos before I like hire someone to do my own videos now because I was terrible at it. And I got yep. I got this little tripod thing. Actually, you know where I got that tripod? At Agent 2021. Where'd you get it? Agent 2021 back in uh, uh the curator days with Gary V. I'll be damned. That's sitting around. So I popped it on the top of this little thing. I got the perfect microphone, it cost me nothing. But see, you got a fancy look at you. So is that plugged into your phone it's, or it's your computer? It's plugged into my computer with that little uh, uh, adapter thing that I sent to you. Love it. And it's a Rode mic. It's a really good mic, right? But I just wasn't using it. It was sitting back there in a box. I hadn't used it in forever. Yeah, it, it, it's amazing how sometimes the simplicity on technology is is the best. You know, it's you don't really it, need it, much. It may be that brother, but I'm cheap, so you know I wear green Crocs for a living. You know, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> for me, it's I had you know, and it, it cost me eight dollars to get that freaking little adapter and plug it in, as opposed to go buying a new one. Uh, no, so. I, that's why I did it, but it, you know, it works fine. Yep. Well, I'll, I'll admit I'm, I'm one to buy stuff, but as I, let's say mature and you realize you just a comma, you know, you accumulate stuff and it becomes stuff and then it grows dust. And, you know, eventually uh, you're either giving it away or you're trying to market you know, marketplace for pennies on the dollar. And, yeah. you know, I'm trying to set a good example for my 11 year old daughter. So lately I've been doing decluttering. I've been doing, you know, you know, need, need versus want, you know, go through that kind of life lesson. And 
and it and it's good for myself too you know it's uh this this office we live in a abundance this office that i'm sitting in a month ago had this big desk and filled with crap mm. right F filled with it top mm. to bottom now i still got a bunch of stuff on these bookcases that i'm going to get rid of i got i have three grateful dead posters uh, uh, concert posters that i've never framed when those are framed they'll be on the walls behind me and out in my out in my living room right now i get boxes full of stuff and slowly i've been taking trips to the dump throwing things out uh but you're right you, we are we're vagabonds mm. and we collect shit and i have a ton of it yeah yeah i mean there's a whole freaking show around it sadly enough hoarders you know i mean it's right. it, it, it's like it, i'm entertained yeah it's awful I'm, I'm like entertained for a second and then i'm instantly ha having empathy and feeling for what these people must be going through some psychological you know whatever that's not letting them get rid of shit and then next thing you know there's paths through their living room next thing you know they can't use their bathroom i mean fuck that's where it, it is like that. a disease. And I just came from a listing appointment. Nice lady lives on five acres up in Wesley Chapel. Beautiful. It's a nice house. Uh, mm -hmm. Beautiful piece of property. And she's a hoarder. She, she she's collects, got 13 cats. No, she only she's got one of it's the coolest dog. He's a hundred and forty five pound mastiff called of all things, buddy. Beautiful tiger the dog's name is tiger tiger Woo right i'm gonna Love take it. a picture of him the next time i'm there because i got the listing but she collects she's lived there she bought the piece of property for sixty thousand dollars 27 years ago built the house right it's a nice house cool it, it needs to be completely updated inside but it's really nicely maintained but she collects things she has more books than anybody could ever read and she collects elephants. So she's got every shape, size, color of, of little elephant trinkets from all over the place. And Jeez. they are everywhere. I mean, everywhere. On the plant shelves, everywhere you look, there's an elephant of some kind. It's crazy. And then her mom and dad passed away. And in the garage and in two of the four bedrooms, it's just all mom and dad's stuff. And her father collected cuckoo clocks. So in one room, oh God. I, I, I wanted to take a picture of it, but I didn't. There must have been 15 cuckoo clocks stuck on the wall. All different shapes and sizes. It was, unbe it was unbelievable. So exactly what you're talking about, I just came from. Well, I'll tell you, 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 you're a true professional not going on like Facebook live and getting, or even taking pictures. You, you just, you know, for the sake Never. of, uh, of embarrassment, I guess, et cetera, privacy, you're, you're a Never. true professional because that, that, <laughs> Dude, you, I you mean, know. holy crap, but congratulations on the listing. You know me. I mean, I'm not the most positive guy, but the only thing stuff you see on Facebook is positive crap. Right. I'll call, I'll call a spade a spade. Yeah. I'll call it what it is, right? I'm relatively authentic. I am very grateful and, gr and yeah. gratitude and all that, right? But I don't like everybody. No one is ever, 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 ever going to know on Facebook that I don't like them. Never.
It just won't happen. Of course not. No. Of course not. So how are you doing? No, that's the game. That's the game. I'm doing well. Things are good. Things are good. I, I was thinking of a couple things that we could, you know, stay in, stay in touch with each other, uh, like sort of update each other weekly besides the tour, besides congratulations on the listing. I'll tell you that I'm, I'm definitely, uh, you know, I feel like I have this job right now to renovate this property that my brother and I own before I can really commit to the real estate gig. So, so I think that's sort of my story to follow right now. The renovation is uh-huh. probably about two, three weeks away from, from being rented basically. And then that sort of frees up my, um, my ability to actually commit myself and help people and, and actually give them the attention that they deserve buyers, sellers, whoever, you know, Mm-hmm. So that's, that's exciting. It's getting closer and closer, but I've been doing, I feel like I've been pretty productive with setup. I mean, man, the, 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 the tech stack, um, you know, as you well know, is, is one of those things that everybody has their tech stack, whether it's Slack or DocuSign or, or, a, or, a you know, lead generation platform or whatever the hell it is. But, um, but what, what, what is something that I can follow along with Mr. Malafronte unless, unless it's just like no news is good news. And, and you're not really um, like, is there anything with your kid kid or, or anything that is kind of ongoing that I can check no, I, in with you weekly on? My kids are all adults, right? I mean, I got a grandbaby and she's, well, I know, I know she's cool as hell. Right. Actually, actually Dylan is here. How old is she? She's uh, 18 months old. August of 19th. Okay. So August of 20, September, October, November, December, January, February. Yeah. She's 19 months old. Walking cool. and babbling. And... She's babbling. She's not, she's saying words, she's, but she understands everything you tell her. At least it seems that way. That's getting better and better. Every, every yeah, time oh, we for see sure. her. She's, she's adorable, man. It's like so cool. You know, and besides that, so how, how far away is she from you? Ge- ge- half, geographically, how far away is your grant? A half a oh mile. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it's awesome. That is heaven. Yep, we're probably going to get together with them tonight. Cool. She may be in bed by then because Dylan, my golfing son, is in town mm-hmm. uh, from Georgia. Came in last night. Leaves, I believe, tomorrow. He's playing in the Hickory World Championships at Temple Terrace. Where they play with hickory golf clubs. Come on. Yeah, it's cooler now. Man. Yeah, he won it. That is freaking he won it a couple of three years ago. Now they all you know they all get dressed up with the freaking Ben Hogan hats and the knickers and whatever else. And they go play this old style wow. Temple Terrace golf course. It's a beautiful golf course, private golf course. Uh and uh people come from all over the place to play in it. Uh, wow well if 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 gary if gary if gary v would hire me to produce golf content then you 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 know because vayner media but then vayner sports and so i i I think like one of the questions i would have even if it's his brother aj because they're they're representing professional athletes you know that as a media company and vayner sports they're they're representing like mma fighters and all the and and NFL, of course, because Gary wants to buy the Jets, right? Um, 
but I wanted to pitch him on like, why don't you have people owning the space of said sport? For me, it would be golf. Yes, I could handle poker and I could go to the World Series of Poker and you could have me go to Monte Carlo and cover the whatever professional event. And sure, I'll do that. I'll jump in a jet and go to Monte Carlo, right? And I'll play golf while I'm there. But what I was thinking was, why not? And of course I can do this on myself and be my own media company with your, with your help. But, but Gary could catapult that, you know, Hey, okay, I'm going to take, take, take these guys. He's got a team to create golf content. Now I can actually fund it and send them around to all the major championships, get inside the ropes, get the coveted interview um, behind the scenes, because you actually, because it is a relationship game. So you're actually yeah. getting interviews because people like you're not buying them. You're not, you know, you're not some, some, some jackass out there. So, so it's a real thing where you're pouring your heart and your soul in, into wanting to, you know, just bring this information to the masses and um, with social media, you know, a lot of people don't realize that that golfers don't, you know, they don't get the NBA contract, right? They don't get the, they, like it resets, you know, they can miss the cut, they can lose money basically in a, in a given week, um, all said and done. So, so it's a, you know, some thoughts I've, I've had just related to what is the future of not only Gary's media company, but, but media in general, and, and it's happening already, but this sort of, tournament you're mentioning right here the the, the temple terrace uh that would be something that would be like man I just, I just pulled it up here it's the united states professional hickory golf championship it's over now i mean they they mm. literally just i mean i don't know how we did because i haven't seen him yet but this is what 21 i think in 20 or 19 he won it you know he's got he's got a whole wow. set that's so lefty. cool He's got a whole set of lefty hickory shafted clubs, like niblicks and all these other things. And uh, they play with the with the little with the with the. Uh, do I have one of the? He gave me one of the golf balls. Oh, it's out there in the hallway. But one of the old style yeah. golf balls. I mean, there it's it's good stuff. And maybe well, he's he's hanging out with his brothers now. But I don't know how he did. But we'll I'll find out. We can report that next week. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, that's something I think something's always going on with your son and, and be, and you know, he's, he's extremely active and engaged in the game. And then on a side, you know, doesn't have anything to do with the game until you put a club in her hand, but your grandbaby, your granddaughter, uh, of course, I can always catch up with you weekly on, uh, you know, now she's talking, you know, now she's doing this. Now she's doing that. I have a three-year-old uh, nephew Cool. So I'm, I'm about a year and a half ahead, ahead of you. And, you know, hey, my daughter's 11. So I, I do remember kind of what it was 10 years ago to, 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 ra to raise her. One, I'm sure, you, I'm sure you, that, you remember a little bit of, about it. I, I'm, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks now that we have grandbabies. One of the things that we are doing, <laughs> uh, we'll start it here. We already, it's all designed, but we're gutting our kitchen and redoing it mm. it won't start till the end of march beginning yep. of april when the cabinets are in and all that so when the time comes we can talk right. about that because that'll be that'll be something right there nice nice 
So uh, yeah, give get. Why don't you give me a um, a three, two, one, and um, uh, I'll introduce episode number three, and uh, let's right. roll. I'm gonna I'm gonna use some of I'm gonna use some of this content because I've been recording already. Yeah, I noticed um, that because I guess the way I. Yeah, the way I guess I set up the Zoom, I, it's going to record automatically. So whatever. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, let's get started in three, two, one. Hello, hello. This is your host, D. Franz, Darren Franzen, with the Real Estate Golf Talk podcast. And always my co-host, Anthony Malafronte, out there in Tampa Bay. I'm here in the South Bay, Northern California, and uh, let's get into it. We've been chatting a little bit before we, um, you know, it's always like the green room, you know, but honestly, we really didn't talk about what we're going to talk about. So the, today's going to be fun because we're just going to, uh, you know, a little bit of, there's a little bit of structure. Of course, we're going to talk about golf. We're going to talk about real estate a couple topics on the golf side it's always a tour catch up i think we're blessed to have what nine months of the tour so it's a short off season and you know there's always something to talk about um even in the off season always but uh, yeah a little tour catch up some riviera this week last week at the waste management um so there's a bunch to talk about there and then uh yeah on the golf side i want to chat a little bit just you know, I think sometimes when you do a podcast like this, you get new people to listen every week. And so I thought new to golf too, because of this state we're in, um, you know, so much people are taking up golf. I, I, and I heard this crazy, crazy stat around golf and bikes. I mean, like, cause people are riding bikes and getting outdoors and playing golf. Um, so you know, I also want to talk about the cut line, um, just a couple golf topics. And then I want to talk about golf simulators a little bit. So that's on the golf side. And then some storytelling. I want to hear um, Anthony tell a quick or long story, whatever, about catting for his son, Dylan. I want to hear a little bit about that. I'm going to tell a quick story about my buddy, Patrick, who played on the Canadian tour. And that's on the golf side. And then uh, why don't we... Um, just go ahead and get started on that. I'll say I'll save the real estate stuff, you, you know, for later. It's about, you know, relationships and real estate, winning the listing, etc. Um, so yeah, my friend, welcome. Episode number three, you know, we're, 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 we're pretty good here. We're episode number three. I think when something is meant to be, it's consistent and you show up like, like your motto, you show up and do the work and we just keep showing up for this. So hopefully it's episode 17 and I'm in, 67 and i'm saying the same thing but uh welcome how was your week and um how was your week how are you doing good week buddy no complaints beautiful weather here in uh, florida i keep hearing about all the lousy weather that people are having across the country and i you feel bad mm -hmm. for them and pray for them and uh we had, we both have friends in texas who are without water and seeing cold temperatures like they never had and i got to play golf yesterday and uh it's you know it's hard to complain when you're living here in beautiful tampa bay how was your week my week was great man i mean it is 67 degrees outside you are so right sometimes we just need to stop and realize 
um, you know, of course, <laughs> you know, it, you, you experience a lot of weather there, some freakish rainstorms. I've been, I've been there, uh, earth, earthquakes out here. We all deal with our, with our stuff, but yeah, our prayers right now go out to those that are dealing with some re New York too. I mean, I just saw, I just, you know, cause I have friends out there. Um, so yeah, prayers and thoughts to those that are dealing with the weather, but, uh, I can't hide behind the fact that it is just impeccable out here and it's golfing weather to say the least for the next like three or four days, it's going to be in the high sixties, low seventies, probably, um, not very much wind at all. And things are good. I'm, I'm, I'm ramping up this real estate career and starting to hire people. I I'm really, think I'm going to be able to tell a, a story around, uh, you know, I don't really even think it's just confidence. I think it's more commitment, you know, just knowing that deals are happening. So, you know, it's like if, if I was to coach a brand new real estate agent and, and let, let's just, and you follow me here, let's say there's somebody brand new, they get their license, but they're totally not confident. They're like, they don't, they don't want to do video. They don't want to call expireds. They're afraid of everything. They're just like worried. They have no sales experience. And you might ask, oh, well, why the hell did you get your license? But let's just play along with me here and, and say, you know, Oh no, now what do I do? And my, my immediate thought for someone like that is you need to realize that these transactions are happening. So whether you go out there and talk to people and offer your help and your services, they're happening all around you. So, so it, it is like, you're almost obligated to stick yourself in the middle of it and say, I'm here to help because there's so much of it happening that if you are full-time and you are showing up and you're willing to do the work and you're willing to do the research and find the answers and help people, then you're freaking obligated to, to get out there and show yourself and offer yourself as a, as a professional helper, you know? So, so I've, I'm, I'm in that mode and I, and I really am going to basically trying to practice what I preach because there is so much happening around me so i'm 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 getting everything set up setting set up and preparing for uh what i think is going to be a windfall of just like you know you know just opportunity basically and a lot of people to be able to try to help so i'm excited my friend really really overly almost overly excited as you might be able to tell just take it one step at a time man it's uh it's a it's a business like any other good business. You need to build a strong, solid foundation first. Uh, and, you know, there are numbers of realtors out there who have excellent foundations and the right skill sets. But you're going to be up against a whole lot of people. It's one of the few industries that I'm aware of where there are as many part-time people as we have. And those of us who think of it plan it and run it as a business ultimately will be around long after the rest of those part-timers are gone. You know, you Correct. Can that right yeah. Well, just as like, you know, I've just like golf brother, right? Mm -hmm. Have a good, good ball mm -hmm. position alignment and setup, and then just start taking a whack at it. And before you know it, you're going to hit the ball kind of where you're thinking, but if you're pointed in run direction, and you think you're pointing in a different direction and the ball's about three inches further back in your stance than it should be, you know what? You're going to slice the ball. It's just pretty much how it's going to work out. Right? Ball position alignment, mm. setup, right? And then a little, put a little tempo into it, right? 
not all of us can swing as fast as Tiger Woods in his day or swing as fast as some of the guys that swing on the PGA Tour today. We all should probably try to swing like, uh, you know, Fred Couples or Ernie Els, that slow, methodical mm -hmm. swing, right? We're all going to be better off. Uh, and, and yep. Again, we could talk about, I could talk about it forever, forever the analogies between golf and life, golf and real estate, real estate and life. There's all those connections. So you're doing all the right things. You're going to get the right people connected to you, have the right systems in place, create the right mm -hmm. client relation management program, follow-up systems, right? And uh, it's a fun business, yep. man. I'm, yep. I'm blessed to be able to do it. Well, you, you, you just hit it. I mean, it's foundation and in that foundation, that is the setup that, that, that is setting you up for success, you know, pre preparing, you know, failing to prepare or preparing to win, you know, it, it's, it is so nice to have that as an obvious, because once you add tempo, tempos after the foundation like you may not you, you may as well not even you're right i mean even your grip you know like the grip like the grip is in there too but the grip is after ball position and you know even weight distribution and your your hips over your ankles and your shoulders over like there's there can be some funky postures we see some funky swings work a la furic a la daily with the wrap i mean there's a lot of swings because body types are so different so so the you know the the the, the probably the first few inches of the takeaway and the last you know that slot that drops the club in you know the, the everything else is kind of like the you know not a lot not a lot matters um but all of those guys have an amazing foundation all of those guys have amazing impeccable um, set up and, and, and foundation to, before they pull the trigger. I mean, it's just so, it's so obvious or else they wouldn't be able to, you know, load up on the inside of their right foot and fire off it. They wouldn't be able to do all that if, if their foundation wasn't right. So, so yeah, my friend, I'm not ready to fire yet. I'm, I'm building the foundation. I, I, you know, I'm thinking of the tempo. Definitely. I'm thinking, pace myself like you said one step at a time i don't need to you know you know just jump into it and get all crazy all right let's chat a little bit let's chat about the tour let's catch up on on the tour did you watch um did you ca catch any of the uh genesis that was kind of a fun you know tiger host hosting it i didn't i wasn't really i don't do you know much like Cause he was on the, uh, on the TV with Jim Nance talking about 25 years of, of um, maybe the TGR foundation is involved with, with the Genesis, but uh, that was kind of cool to see tiger out there um, given the trophy uh, at the Genesis. Yeah. I watched the most of it yesterday. Uh, watched the, I watched a lot of it. I was working in the office. So I had the TV on in the background and, one of the great things about laptops, you can sit a computer in your lap and watch TV and still get some work done. Uh, it was a great, it was a great tournament, you know, like any other tournament, the main story is the winner. So you got to talk about Max mm -hmm. and, 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 and him, but you know, did, 
Tony Finau lose the tournament or did Max win it? And the last mm. four holes, five holes, including the, the playoff, uh, that was some wild stuff. Wild stuff. I mean, on 17, yeah. Max is in the bunker and he's still, and Tony is posted at 13. Max is in the bunker, needs to get up and down in to, to even have a chance. And he does it, right? And then he comes and hits. Right. A, hits. I mean, that was a, I mean, nobody's talking about that, but that was an amazing shot. That bunker shot that he hit and that, that amazing shot. Little, that clutch little eight, 10 footer that he had to make. That was a great putt. Pure. And then he hits a BB on 18, probably in the perfect spot, right? Hits an unbelievable whatever he hit, nine iron, I think they said, right? From 180. Wedge. So much. wedge. Was it a wedge? To three feet, four inches. Into 18, yeah. Right? And then the two guys that are playing with him, they both make eight and 12-foot putts for birdie, Right? And you think, okay, this thing is not <laughs> yep. over, and poor Tony Finau is going to be snookered again, right? The guy comes out and shoots 64. Think about that. And, and then Max Homa, and it, the place where he grew up watching the game, sneaking in with his father, watching the tournament with his father when he was a little kid. I mean, you saw his emotion when they interviewed him. So then Max stands over three foot four inch punch oh, yeah. and pulls it. I was like, holy cow. Now we're going to a playoff. The first playoff, neither one of them made a bogey all day. The first playoff hole, they both make bogey, right? Not to mention the shot he hit yeah. around the tree up onto the green, right? I was listening. I was watching the, whatever the, the broadcast is where they have the odds, like on the computer while I was watching the game. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When they hit their first tee balls, when they hit their tee balls on the first playoff hole, they posted odds over who was ready to win, All right? Max Homa was minus 450 from behind the tree. And Tony Finau was plus 750, right, to win. Holy they both make crap. both, right? Think about that. Then they go to the next hole, and Finau hits his ball in the bunker, and Max hits his ball on the green, and the odds completely flipped from one hole to the next, which is kind of weird if you think about it, that, that you can actually see live odds over who's going to win or who's not going to win, right? But that entire three or four holes was just amazing. No one's mentioned it either. Tony Finau gets up and down from short of the green on 18, hit a great little chip shot out of the, the, the collar of the rough to get it to in, within like four feet how many people have you seen? You've been there. You've played that course. I have not. But hit that that little chip shot past that hole, 8, 10, 12 feet. He died it right on the collar, and it rolled up to about 5 feet. And he made a clutch putt to get the 13 under, to keep it at 13 under. So the whole day was filled with all kinds of stuff. And my guy, Sam Burns, who I have in my fantasy league, is ahead for three days. And again, he... <laughs> I hate to say it, but he, he effed up another like 54 yep. hole lead yeah. when he wins. Yep. Like Tony Finau, when they finally break through and win, they're going to win a bunch of times, both of them. Tony Finau 
has, is number four in top 20 finishes since 2017. Behind. Wow. Behind uh, Dustin Johnson, John Rahm, and, um, uh, and Justin Thomas. Those four, those three guys have 27 or 28, no, 29 wins amongst them. And since right. 2017, and Tony's got one, but he's number, he's number four in top 20 finishes. And he, he played great yesterday. How many, win, how many, how many wins does, does Fino have uh total? One total win in a playoff in Puerto Rico. That's it. One. What? That's it. Wow. Just one. Wow. 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 Knowing golf, that's even surprising. I mean, cause he has been there. You're right. Yeah. That that's a whole nother conversation because uh, you know, yes, nerves play into it. I mean, back nine on Sunday is really what I'm hearing here because, because uh, Burns, I mean, when I, when I started really watching on like the 12th or 13th hole, I thought he's got this. I mean, his, he would nerves of steel. He was hitting shots that were, that were coming off the club face. And then all of a sudden, you know, something got, I mean, I, I don't know for sure. I'm not him, but it just feels like something got into his head. I mean, it, it, you know, that, that is just golf because when you're not thinking about the shot and you're thinking about anything else besides the shot, the shot does not get executed. Like it should and could, and that's just golf. And when you're, when you're a pro, it must be, uh, I mean, it must be diabolical because you have another shot and you're on TV and you're playing for all this money. And, and, and I mean, it's life changing. I mean, if, if Sam Burns wins, wins uh, the Genesis, he's going to win. He'll win soon. <laughs> they said, they said yesterday, he will, that he was plus six over four days on holes 12, 13 and 14. Think about that. Wow. Okay. 12, 13. And those are hard holes. Uh -oh. Again, I've never seen them. I've never seen them in person, but those are challenging golf holes. 12, 13, and 14. Expose your weaknesses. Uh, they got small little greens that are going in the wrong direction. You got, you know, fairways that are tight. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of funky stuff on those holes and they expose your game. And he didn't do well on 12, 13, and 14. Yep. And that yep. was for well, him. for the record. Yep. For the record, I've never played Riviera. So oh, if somebody has a connection and wants Anthony and I haven't, I've walked the grounds. I've been there, but okay. Um, but you know, hey, if anybody has a connection for Anthony and I, we'd we'd love to play it. Yeah, that that's that's uh that back nine on Sunday, right? I mean, it really is. It really is a bigger, bigger deal uh, within the tournament. It's a tournament within the tournament because you can start to see the leaderboard. You can start to make sense of, oh, crap, on this hole. Like, I thought Dustin Johnson actually had a chance at one point if he goes birdie, birdie. You know what I mean? I think he got it to eight or nine. And then, you know, um, I don't know what hole is an eagle hole, but there's an eagle hole in there. And you figure Dustin Johnson, I mean, he may have a six iron, seven iron into this par five. But he dropped out. I mean, he three putted a green and you could just tell, um, you know, the wind or whatever the cliche is came out of his sail. But 
Um, but yeah, it was fun to watch. Um, congratulations to Brooks Kepka last week. What a solid, you know, let me just fire an amazing final round and, and, and shut the door. You know, I mean, you know, other guys of course could have went low and, you know, gotten to a playoff or, or whatever, but he won by a couple. That was really, that was really nice to see for Brooks to, to get a W. Yeah. I, I love when he, he came out well right after it and said that, you know, he, he had busted two sets of clubs over his knees as he had been playing so bad and missed, <laughs> I didn't missed hear a that. couple of cuts. You didn't see that? That was great. He actually had, he posted mm -hmm. pictures of it on uh, Twitter or Instagram or wherever it was, where he literally sat in his living room and broke two sets of clubs, two, not one, two, over his knees. Because uh, he, didn't, he didn't make the American Express or the Farmers. He missed a couple of cuts. Uh, and he said he needed to get his wits about him. And, uh, three in a row. And then he, he comes back and, uh, and uh, does very well at the Phoenix Open, shooting a final round 65 uh, to win by stroke, which is pretty good. Yeah, no, that was solid. That was solid. You know, I mean, having uh... – Anyways, we're jumping around a little bit, but having Tiger in the booth yesterday talking about the Masters in seven weeks, or Nance was actually talking about the um, the ma the Masters and questioning Tiger after his back surgery. You know, do you think you'll be playing in the match? It's like, well, you know, I got to be hitting balls first, and I probably need a warm up tournament. So Tiger made zero commitment to any. Um, to, to anything related to him getting out there and, and in tournament play, but seeing Brooks in form and Spieth coming on. And I mean, the tour is hot right now. It, it, in my opinion, it, there's so much um, at the top and the, like the younger guys to hear, um, to hear Max Homa talk about how Tigers is idle and, and he was nervous to approach him. Uh, like he was scared to talk to him at the range. Yeah, <laughs> like he saw him at Riviera walking around. I mean, he was so, he was so transparent and humble uh, about it. I mean, he got super emotional on the interview. Um, super cool. Very, very, very cool stuff going on on the PGA tour right now. It is. Uh, but you know what? It's one of the games that has kind of, I don't want to say flourish because nothing has really flourished during COVID. That's, that's the wrong way, but wrong way to, to talk about it. But during COVID golf has proven to be something that most people can do and still be safe and hats off to the PGA mm -hmm. tour for, you know, for stopping play when they did last year and for rearranging uh, their 2020 calendar to accommodate enough golf to keep us interested and keep us excited without yep. fans. Uh, and now we're slowly getting back into it. And, you know, now it's like, great, right. We get into the, probably for me, one of the, my, well, cause I live in Florida, but you got the Florida swing and Arnie's place. And before you know it, it'll be the first week in April and we'll be at the masters, which is pretty damn cool. And it'll be an April masters which we haven't had in two years. That's pretty That's cool. right. And that is right. And, and the last major of 2020 and the first major of 2021 are both the masters. <laughs> the masters, which is pretty cool. Yeah. 
Very, very cool. Yeah, that is amazing. Of course, we're referring, I mean, we're back on schedule for the Masters is always the first major of the year. And, um, you know, we, we it, it, I just get chills even talking about it. That'll, that, that'll be fun to have a podcast around the Masters and Magnolia Lane. I've never been. So to be able to talk to you uh, about being on the grounds, how many times have you been? I've been three times. Three times. Wow. Once for, we'll talk about that more in, in, in weeks to come, but uh, we will. It, it's a spectacular place. It really is. It's, it's hard to, and I got a great story about, we'll, we'll share that when we get a little closer. Uh, it's one of the most civilized places. Yeah, I'm going to write, write myself, I'm going to write myself a note. I was, I, I was actually laughing to myself. I was thinking, man, you know, it, it, it's just funny how sometimes I think to, to talk about, I mean, it's kind of like you and I, we, we, or, or, you know, we get a couple buddies involved and we could probably travel around the country and, you know, <laughs> no offense to our significant others but but you know losing track of time and next thing you know we've 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 been out in a in a motorhome for 70 days touring the country playing golf and uh you know what wouldn't wouldn't that be um you know hey the future the who the hell knows what the what the future what the future holds you know we can't work forever you know <laughs> but i'm writing the master i'm writing the masters down as a uh, you know, give you the stage and I'll ask questions and, and you just paint pictures for me and tell me stories about the masters in, in a couple of weeks or a few weeks. We'll, uh, as we get closer, we'll, 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 we'll spend a little, little bit more time on that. Let's jump over to, um, uh, we're going to go for about another 20 minutes or so. Let's jump over yeah. to some real estate, uh, action. This is a quick one. Anthony, like you might answer this however you want to answer it um, and quick or, you know, a couple minutes, whatever. But it might, in my opinion, it might just be a quick answer and you, you be as question? candid as you want with this answer. The question is, how do you overcome the stigma? I guess you'd call it a stereotype that comes with being a real estate agent. And what I mean is, like, I've been in sales for 25 years and I've never really had to get over a stigma of being in sales because I've never sold used cars. I've never sold bullshit and not that houses are, but this, but the stereotype, the stigma that I'm sensing a little bit out there is like, Oh, there's a million of you. You're right. There's 1.4 million come, come to realize. And the stuff I've sold in the past has never really been connected. Like nobody's ever felt threatened uh, of like, you know, the stuff I've sold, but like when you're a realtor, uh, and I'm finding the opposite. Don't get me wrong. When I introduce like, you, you know, myself and I have a nice small talk conversation, people are very receptive to, hey, I'm a real estate agent. You know, if you ever need any help, let me know your friends, family, whatever. They're, they're receptive to that. But there's another side of it that has this like, oh, you know, you're sort of like maybe being nice to me. And you may just tell me, well, I'm not I'm not nice to people, you know, if I don't feel like there's a connection, but there's a little stigma that I'm sensing. That's like, you're kind of warming up to me because you're a real estate agent. What, what's your take on that? I'm not sure I understand the question. The stigma of about... the question is pretty much. 
Yeah, that there's an ulterior motive. There's an ulterior motive around um, why you're warming up to somebody or why you're friendly. And the ulterior motive, motive is because I'm a real estate agent. Now, if you're going to tell me that, well, in, if in your mind, you, you know, you're I here to help I don't this look, person. I don't look at it that way, right? 16 years ago when I got okay. into the real estate business, I, you know, you get up, you show up and you do the work every day. When I got into the real estate business 16 years ago, nobody knew me as a realtor. I've already been living in Tampa for a pretty long time. And I was traveling mostly. I was in the corporate world and, uh, and I needed to get out of that. Right. So I decided I'm going to stay close to home and I'm going to be a realtor. Every time I mentioned I was a realtor to somebody, it was almost like they looked at me like I had two heads, like I was an ambulance, ambulance chasing uh, attorney. And I realized pretty quickly mm -hmm. that most of them had a stereotypical, most people have a stereotypical idea of what a realtor is. And, you know, right. it's one of the few industries where you can spend $500,000 and use a part-time person to make it happen. So I, I decided then, and I still to this day, you know, come from it from a place of contribution, come from it from a place of knowledge and experience. Back then I didn't have much experience, but I got as smart as I possibly could about the business. And 16 years later, I'm still doing the same thing. Know your numbers, know the market, yep. come from a place of contribution, show up needed before a new client knows they even need you, bring value to the table, mm -hmm. and then just let the chips fall where they may. You know, uh, there's, a, there's a saying, if you swing a dead cat by its tail, you're going to probably hit a couple of realtors. And it's true. There's, they're everywhere. Mm -hmm. In any neighborhood that I've ever been in, there's people living in the neighborhood whose wife is a realtor, whose husband is a realtor, and they do it full-time or part-time. They're everywhere. They're all over the place. We are all over the place. Most of us are really right. good at what they do. You know, just, just like that old adage, right? They don't, Walter Cronkite didn't tell you about all the planes that landed on Tuesday. But if, a plane crashed on Tuesday, he told you about it because that's what makes the news. Mm. So if you have a good experience yep. with a realtor, you have a good experience at a restaurant, you have a good experience with an attorney or an orthodontist, it's what you expect because those are professional people. What makes the news are the right. ones that aren't professional. So hold yourself to the right, right standard, do the right things, become educated and all's well that ends well. So I don't, is the stigma there for some people? Yes. I'm not the realtor for everybody. Right. And that would be, be foolish of me to think that I am. Right. But I can, yes. be, the real, I can yep. be the realtor of the people that understand the value that I bring to the table. That's 100% on me to, to create that value proposition, to present myself, my company, yep. my team, right? Our services in the right way. And if the value proposition makes sense, we're going to work together. And if it doesn't, we're not. It's, you know, man. I yeah, you, uh, you just, you just <laughs> very effortlessly blew me away. And, and you absolutely shredded that answer because what you are just told me was that if, if I'm not that, then it's my job just to break the stigma in my own world. Do Amen. the work, right. show up, learn your shit. Yep. 
be a master at my craft, offer right. help and services and do it. Right. A, a, good, a good friend of ours who we know, and I'm going to give him credit for saying it because it was one of the better quotes, Jimmy Mackin recently, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find it, it and read it to you because it was pretty brilliant. I got to be, I got to be honest. All right. Uh, he said, well, will you find that? Well, you find, I got well, it. Well, well, okay. You, you, I got you, it right here. You got it. Talk to me. The best way to get hired in real estate is to act like you already have the job. Go to work for your prospective clients. Don't wait for their permission to be useful. That's brilliant. That's get up, show up and do the work. Right? Go to work for your prospective yes. clients. Don't wait for their permission to be useful. Right? I was sitting, Darren, I was sitting I love that. watching the golf tournament on Saturday late afternoon. Okay. And the one of the, the, the systems that we use sends text messages to people automatically when they come and look at a property on our site. Okay. While I'm sitting there, okay. I get a text message from a woman that says, are you a bot or a real person? Now, a bot sent the, e sent the text message, right? But she responded to it. it. I responded right away with, I turned to my right. I took a picture of my dog that was sitting on the couch next to me. I said, nope, a real person here watching the golf tournament. How can I help you? Right? She said, you have time to talk? Beautiful. I said, I do in 10 minutes. Right? She called. We had a very nice conversation. She had had a bad experience with a lender, with another realtor in another city. She's, you know, she's a smart lady. She's a smart young lady who's looking to buy yeah. a house now. Well, I have a Zoom call scheduled with her on Thursday. We hit it off. She, she asked questions. I gave her real live answers. And she certainly, I mean, I was acting like I was going to be her realtor before she told me I was right. Just like Jimmy says, the best yep. way to get hired in real estate is to act like you already have the job. So I treated her just like I would my longest standing client gave her honest, professional, experienced responses to her questions. I didn't ask her for the business. I love it. Right. Go to work for your prospective clients. Don't wait for their permission to be useful. You know, Jimmy Mackin is a smart guy when he says stuff like that. I love that. I love that. And it fits right into get up, show up and do the work, doesn't it? Yeah, it's basically a translation. I mean, they're, 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 they're one and the same. It's a parallel. And uh, Jimmy is a smart guy. I, I will say that... Uh, I've worked for Jimmy. And one of the things that Jimmy can do is he can quote books more than anybody that I've ever met ever. And I've met a lot of people that, you know, would like to consider themselves kind of savanti because they're well-educated or they just know their craft or they've, you know, been around the block a lot and, and are extremely seasoned at what they do. But, but what Jimmy does, he learns from everybody. He's humble enough to realize that if he just like, learns from everybody else he will have his own his own wisdom and his own insights and i've seen that over the years um we, he's a, he's 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 amazing and he's experiencing life 
with his with his child and his amazing better half Sandra. Um, so yeah, he's a he's a fun guy to be around, and and I'm happy that he's you know in the industry still entrenched with Chris, and we can expect um, some cool stuff from those guys in the future for sure. You know, so for I don't, sure, for but to, sure. But to, you know, to get back to your original question, you know, there's you can talk about a perceived stigma in almost anything. Uh, you know, if you're truly doing what you do and like what you do and being professional about it, it's your job to get past all that, right? Uh, do I don't want to? Yeah, well, yeah but I mean, I can tell you. The, the the stigma is there for a reason. The stereotype exists because you know it's real, and, again, and half well, my of point the industry is, is, is part time. Right? It's real anywhere, right? Yeah. There are there are some waiters. Yeah. Never mind, right? There are some waiters who uh, they do what they got to do because they want to get a nice tip, right? There's other waiters who and they're disingenuous about it or, or whatever they are, right? They're fake. There's other waiters waitresses who are as nice and as kind and as interested in you as as anything and they don't do it for a tip they do it because they want you have a nice dining experience right right sometimes you can tell the difference sometimes you can't all you can as the waiter all you can be is genuine and real and you know that's that's how i look at it i you know the the industry is filled with many many good people i'm fortunate to know a lot of them across the country. I'm fortunate to be able to be considered one, I guess, and know people in my own community who are very good at what they do. And that's, you know, uh, when everybody's working together, there's enough business for everybody. So when everybody's working together, the stigma will eventually be lifted, but nothing you can do about it. Yeah, no, there, there's like, like you said, I mean, there's a lot of ways to play the game, you know, from from a server standpoint, I did that for many, many years. And um, there was nothing better. There was nothing more fun than just being myself working my butt off working hard was the foundation, uh, the personality, the 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 extra dessert for the kid, you know, the that stuff is all bonus and just having a having a little bit of an entre, entrepreneurial spirit in a space that that um, nobody told you to do that or pushed you to do that. It was just kind of fun and up to you to 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 figure out ways to to increase you know, your time spent, your your bottom line, whatever. But it was relationships. You know, I really yeah. I remember it was relationships. I would meet people if I was being myself and having having a really good night, I would genuinely meet people and they would introduce themselves. And, you know, once they find out, you know, I'm from the area and, and, you know, you know, golf or whatever would create some common, some commonality. Um, (laughs) There was some pretty cool relationships developed through the restaurant industry. And, and I'm still friends with, with a lot of those people today, I was roommates with, you know, the people I worked at at restaurants and stuff. So the real estate industry is that next level that I'm excited about and really leaning into that and not even really worrying about the stigma and the stereotype. So I appreciate that from a, from a seasoned, experienced 
uh, realtor that that knows the craft, um, that is a very wise way to approach it. Just do what you do and do it well. And there, you know, typically won't be stigma attached to to that individual us, you know, and and let it let it be there for those that that deserve it for those that don't answer their phone, they don't show up on time, they don't, you know, doing the work and the research and help. Like Jimmy said, they're, they're, they're not showing up and, and expecting, you know, because I am such a great resource and I'm gonna work my butt off, I, I can work for the clients I don't have already. And sort of, um, that's just amazing. Yeah. Good stuff, my man. All right, let's move into, we, we'll go for about another 15 minutes and uh, we're rocking and rolling. Just, uh, I, I love how quick time goes by, but I want to, um, man, we, this is a great transition because I actually, I put industry shout out as, as a little thing that you, I didn't give you this to you ahead of time. And you already did it with, with Jimmy. I put agent, team, or or company, I figured we can, I can add little parts to our podcast. And I figure uh, my industry shout out is pretty simple. I'm wearing the t-shirt. It's bomb bomb. The guys over at bomb bomb yeah. Passanelli. Um, yep. Darren, the actual, um, I think he's a CEO, CEO over there. Um, spells his name like me, D-A-R-I-N. I mean, come on. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to uh, Passanelli that I've known for a long time. He's the CMO, the chief marketing officer over there. And um, I just signed up for BombBomb last night and I'm committing to just, you know, leveraging their software to do some um, basically SOI. Hey, what's up? How you doing? You know, I could care less if you're committed to a realtor for your next transaction. I'm just curious if you have questions, you know, if, if, uh, if I learn something or, or if I don't know the answer, basically I'm going to learn something. So I've been using that this past week to uh, shoot out some videos and it's working well. I love it. So that was my, nope. that's my we'll shout use, out to, uh, we use bomb bomb every day. Literally. Yes. Every single solitary day we use it in our, in our business, uh, to, uh, answer questions, communicate via email. Um, uh, people like, like the woman that I'm gonna meet with on, uh, on Thursday, uh, are you a bot? Well, the best way to show that I'm not a bot is to send an email back and say, you know what, I'm a real person just sitting here helping people trying to buy, sell and invest in real estate. Uh, maybe I'm gonna need to change my email template a little bit because it sounds like I'm a machine and I'm a real person. You'd be surprised that simple message mm -hmm. sitting at my desk, you know, as a bomb bomb video, the replies that I get. It's awesome. I did one the other day, Darren. It was That's great, awesome. Right. In our in our in our marketing platform, Ylopo, a little shout out to the, all the boys at Ylopo and gals at Ylopo, they're awesome. When someone registers with a bad telephone number, right, it gets marked as a bad number. Right. Because the, right. the system, however they do it, can tell. I'm not that techie. So I had a bunch of people that gave us real names and real email addresses, but no telephone number. So I went, I got my phone and I had my little thing. And I was sitting right here where we're talking. And I was like, hey, who? I was like Columbo. I was like, I just wanted to give you, oh, geez, I can't call you because uh, I don't have your number. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to talk to me, you know, and it was just, I was half joking around, right? When I did it. 
I was testing out my new mic yep. actually. And I said, what the hell? And when I watched the video, it made me laugh out loud. It was funny. It really was. I really want to talk to you, but I yep. can't talk to you because I don't have a telephone number. So down below, yep. if you want to give me your telephone number, I'd be happy to reach out to you. Now I sent it to 231 people who gave us bogus or no telephone numbers. I got four replies. It took me five minutes. Thank you, bomb bomb. Right? I got four replies and I'm having conversations with people because they appreciated the fact that I sent them a bomb bomb video being kind of dopey. And I was being dopey. Hey, I was just going to call you. Oh man, I can't. Right. Right. So bomb bombs are great. It's I'm still, I'm stealing this from you. I'm, I'm, I'm stealing this from you, by the way. It's I'm a great tool. I'm, 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 filled, I'm, I'm filled absolutely, those, I'm stealing it. I'm, 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 I'm stealing the, 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 the clumsy, the clumsy, uh, I'm being mean non-script is genius. The best videos that I see that people send are the ones that are spontaneous and them just being themselves. I mean, Bill Risser, Has my buddy who works for Rate My Agent, interviewed the lady from, I believe she's from Cincinnati, who put a video out there she was out showing properties to somebody and she fell down and her dress went up over her head and, and she just told the story sitting in her car. <laughs> and it's right. very funny. The video went viral. I mean, she became an overnight like sensation because as she told the story about what happened and, and her parts are in the thing and this and that, and the dress is over my head and I was on my, I was laying down and I couldn't get up and my client is looking at me. I was so horrified, right? And then she just starts laughing hysterically sitting in her car telling you the story. It's a terrific video. Bill interviewed her. He said, you know, I was going to do all these like scripted, like, like production style videos. She goes, I just get in front of people and just like, right. talk like I am. Right. Yeah. Talk about removing a stigma, brother. That's a great way to do it. Right. That's it. That's it. Uh I mean that that's the cliche transparency authenticity but but obviously if you're out in the field and you're just hitting record with bomb bomb and you know and a lot I you know if people don't know basically there's tracking tools built in so you know if people clicked on stuff you know if they opened up stuff you know how if they watched it they can reply very easily and it's all metrics and tracked and, and and so that's one of the reasons why you don't just make a video with your phone and send it in a text you can do that and it's free of course but um but there there's there's another level of of caring and wanting your tools to execute and that's a lot of what's going on behind bomb bomb so maybe on episode 26 we'll have uh you know, I, there's a gal over at Bomb Bomb. I think it's Allie or Al, and she's like one of their ambassadors. Um, I think she lives in Denver. Like, she's an amazing person. I met her when I was working with Curator, and she's still there as one of their ambassadors. Like, there's a whole crew over there that if we someday, you know, start having, I know we're going to have guests on someday. I just don't know who they're going to be and what, what, what if they're going to be, or who the heck knows, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it down the road. But yeah, shout out to those guys yeah. at, at bomb bomb. They got good stuff going on. Good technology. Good, good for you, man. Wonderful technology. <clears throat> well, 
one of the things I had on here, we're going to, we're going to wrap this up. It's nice to know that we have a list of stuff to talk about and we go an hour pretty dang quick. Um, one of the things I wanted to ask you about, have you ever played at, uh, and this is just sidebar, just, you know, BSing with my buddy. Um, do you know, top golf, you know, it's like a, <clears throat> it's like a, have you ever, have you ever hit balls at one of those? I have, I have. Yeah. It's fun. Do you have fun? I've done, I've done it. Yeah. It's fun. I mean, it's, you know, it's not golf, but it's golf and there's, there, there's wings and beers and, and globe balls and, and games you can play. And it's, you know, it's, it's, you know what, Darren, here's how I look at it. <laughs> and you know, all you bowlers out there, I'm sorry, but it's, it's better than bowling, but it's just like bowling, right? It's just a different game, right? I, I don't want to bowl. I mean, my shoulder hurts when I bowl, the ball's too heavy and I whack it off my thigh and I get a, you know, things going to Me too, my too, my hip, my hip hurts. Oh, I whack it, yeah. But so it's, it's like, you know, it's, it's golf's version of bowling and it's great. It's a lot of fun. It's a ton of fun, actually. Uh, yeah, we have yeah. one here. We have it one is a ton of fun. One. But did you see that there, I, I do, I do like it. And, and thank you for, for being uh, brutally honest. It's not golf. I mean, you're not, you're not even hitting real balls. So the, in, in, you know, I have seen pre people bring their own clubs. Have you seen that? Where you know again, where, my son Dylan, I mean, I guess if you, it, my son Dylan, when he was the yeah. head pro at Carrollwood country club here in Tampa, this is going back three years ago, maybe mm -hmm. no, more than that. Uh, he, um, the members at Carroll at Carroll, when, when top golf opened, uh, they started some sort of a game or a league, like a bowling league, a, a top golf league. And the guys would go okay. there to, to play and, and all the various, you know, hit the ball on the targets and the different colors and all that stuff. Uh, but Dylan's lefty. So, you know, they didn't really have a, a large complement of lefty clubs. So he would bring his own only because, you know, he's a pro and he has a, the clubs are fit to him. And they're left-handed. And he said, I remember him right. telling me that before long, all the guys, there was like eight or 12 of them that would go there and they drink beers and, and play games, right? Uh, gamble a little bit or, you know, play for a few shekels or, a, you know, a few Milky Way bars or whatever they play for. And, uh, and before you know uh -huh, it, uh -huh. all of the guys were bringing their own clubs. So they would walk in like it was, like they were playing the, the British Open <laughs> or whatever, right? which is funny. Of course. It is. It is. I mean, it's like, it's like bringing your own putter to, to putt putt. You know, if you're, it's the next level of bringing your own putter to putt putt because you actually play golf and it's like, well, if I'm going to be putting for 18 holes and I'm trying to get the ball in the hole, then I'm bringing my own putter. Why would, why wouldn't I almost to the point of bringing your own ball? Although that might be a little bit, you know, if we're playing for a couple, you say shekels, I call it ducats, a uh, little, uh, uh, you know, some skin, um, then, then, you know, everybody should be either playing with the balls that they putt with, you know, because the plastic clay ones at, at putt putt are, are interesting, or everybody should play with the plastic clay ones and keep it all fair. But uh, that that's interesting. I hadn't thought of, of 
I love how these conversations, one, one leads into the next, and we're going to wrap it up here in five or seven minutes, but, but the top, and you guys got to stay tuned for next week. Um, I have some, you know, some pretty kind of like drop some crazy fire on episode number four next week. And Anthony isn't even aware what, what I'm talking about yet, but uh, we, we both, um, have you have not been to Bandon Dunes, have you? I have not. No. No. We're okay. Talk, we well, we'll, were just, go this, we'll just leave it. At- we were going to go this past August and couldn't because of COVID. We're talking about trying to put it together again. We'll see what happens. But I heard heard the place is spectacular. Let's talk about that next week for sure. Yeah, we're going to talk about that next week. Uh, if Bandon Dunes, Bandon Trails, Oregon Coast, look it up. Thank me later. Um, but you just, you just, the Top Golf League, that is something that they could actually do pretty well. And this is a great segue into the last thing we're going to talk about today on the real estate side, which is events. Um, you know, I've heard everything from the movie theaters. I've heard the Easter egg hunt. I've heard the, the, you know, I mean, you know, let's talk about events. Let's talk about maybe something that um, that you've heard of that is that is done well. You know, I mean, I, there's so many things that you and I, I think we even talked on episode number one of Scott Moe hanging out in the back of a truck, passing out pumpkins. That's not really an event, I guess. I mean, sponsoring a haunted house might be the next level and getting everybody the, you know, prepaying, what, 50 tickets. And, you know, because I'm not... I haven't done them yet, but I plan for that to be a pretty decent part of my marketing. I, I've been around Utah agents for long enough to know that relationship building and place of gratitude and and maybe you know leaning into the to the we're just having fun here and it's for the kids kind of a thing. Are there are there anything anything that comes to mind when you think of events that that you've either been involved with or you've seen go well or you've done? Um, talk to me so, about that so on, on the real estate. I mean, I, there's, there's so many that I, yeah. friends of ours that we know that have done amazing client appreciation events. And I think that's what you're talking about, right? Uh, we did that's them. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Now, we did, we did them in the past. As you know, I'm uh, involved at a therapeutic equestrian farm here in Tampa, Quantum Leap Farm, uh, a, a brilliant place where miracles happen. Well, as, as a way, and we support the place pretty, uh, as, as much as we possibly can. It's local and it helps people of all, uh, helps our military veterans with PTSD. They, 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 it's what they do there is clearly amazing. Uh, uh, kids, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder, kids uh, with uh, cancer, it's just a variety of things. It's just a, a, ma- a magical place. And uh, one of the ways that we, felt that we could support the place was rented out for the day. So on a Saturday, we had a client appreciation party and we got it barbecue catered. Now this was back in 2019 before COVID. Uh, we mm-hmm. had, we had a, one of the local barbecue places come and cater the whole thing. Um, and we invited wow. everybody that we knew. Everybody, wow. every client, every past client, anyone on our list, the sphere, whatever it was, we, we invited them all and we had a great four hours out in Quantum Leap Farm. Kids got to ride pony rides and we put uh, 
uh, I forget the horse's name at the moment. It's really terrible. But she's a big, she's a white horse, pure white. And you put a fleck of hay in front of right. her and tie her up to a tree and she'll stand there for hours. Kids could paint her, put their hand with the paint and the paint and like rainbows and all kinds of stuff <laughs> all over the horse. Um, so that wow. was a great event, uh, a wonderful event. What we, one of the things that we started in 2020 and then we had a, we had a, put the kibosh on it was Friday night at the pub, Friday afternoon at the pub. Mm. And we would pick a pub mm-hmm. in a location that's proximal. I mean, we cover a pretty large area, but we pick a place and send emails out. We're going to be at the pub from four to seven on Friday. Come and join us. Right. Beers are on us. And right. People, which people, we only did it three times. Uh, and, you know, when one of the people on my team said, well, what if nobody shows up? I said, well, then we'll have some beers. It'll be good. Somebody's going to show up. Yeah, right? seriously. I mean, and if, you know, I mean, can everybody show up every week? No, but our plan was to do it once a month at a different pub to try to get, you know, proximal to the people that, that we had been working with. And we did, we did it three times. Wow. Uh, and then we had to stop doing it. But when, when we can, that's something that I definitely want to start again. Uh, you know, just a way to show appreciation for, for your clients and, and get together and, you know, uh, just have a little camaraderie and it's fun. Uh, we also last year had a day at the races schedule. We rented out the pavilion at Tampa Bay Downs and we were, we were ready to go. And then we had to cancel it because Tampa Bay Downs had to close. But no, those are, Right now, it's hard. That's a hard you know, conversation to have, especially in a place like California, where so much of it is still closed. Uh, and you, know, yep. you want to make sure that people are happy and healthy when they come to your event, and they're happy and healthy when they leave your event. And I don't know if anybody wants to be known as we had an event and you became like a spreader event. So it's probably not the, the right yeah, time no, to, no. to be thinking of having them. Uh, Anything that you can do that shows appreciation for your clients is a good thing, right? Uh, so yeah. events, events are tough in the current climate. Let's just leave it at that. Correct, correct. Yeah, no, I'm not even entertaining it right now. I mean, it, I, I guess it's at least six months out or whatever, but, but you're painting a really amazing picture. And, and hey, I mean, it has a lot to do with why you're not worried about the stigma is because you're rolling at a different level. You know, you're, you're, um, you're just who you are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, Isn't that great? Um, I, it is lucky you know. I get to do that. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it is my friend when you don't have to BS it and you get to just be yourself and all this stuff just happens, but a client appreciation party at, let me get it right though. Quantum leap is the place. Quantum leap farm. Anybody wants to know about it? Quantumleapfarm.org. It's a, it's a brilliant place. It, uh, I say it all the time. It's a place where miracles really do happen. Wow. Uh, I've seen miracles. I know where you're going with that. I know. Yep. Yep. There, there's therapy happening there. And my stepmom is involved in horse therapy and these big, really? huge animals. Yeah. It's amazing, um, Darren. That's, the, you know, horses, it's amazing. horses read people and 
and they it's it's really a, it's I mean it's way too deep to get into here I just know I go there and I'm lucky and fortunate I'm able to support yep. the place financially every now and then I you know I give a little tour for prospective donors and I and I shovel horse shit out of stalls uh, um, you know do what you can to help but it's it's the horse, equestrian therapy is truly amazing it really is uh, I could tell you tons of stories, which we don't have time for, but someday when you're in Tampa, we will definitely. Can we? Yeah. Well, what I would like to do is just for next week, can you just plan, prepare a story or two and we will elaborate on, I mean, quantum, quantumleapfarms.org. Everybody check, check it out. But, but I know in this world that we live in right now, if there was just more of that therapy, uh, uh, you know, places for people to go that, that have an experience there's so many different types of therapy out there and access of course is a is a huge factor when it comes to getting it to the people that need it so i would love to hear more more about it and then you know i'm also going to bug you for some let's just call it novice advice and and i think someday you and i will be sitting uh track track side is that is that a thing can i say to, you it's know, definitely uh, a like thing. at the track, <laughs> at the track together. Let's put it that way. Cause I've never been to a horse race and I expect to maybe be at my first one with you someday. And I just want to learn, of course, I've expressed my interest in, in, you know, placing a wager or two or three, um, you know, let, let the chips fall where they may roll the dice, if you will. Um, you know, and nothing crazy, of course, but life is a game of chance and, and you know, you don't, you don't know unless you play. So uh, I would love that to be a part of our series and get, get, get to know that, that uh, get to know horse racing through you over the, over the, over the months to come. You know, I'm, I'm by no means an expert, but I do enjoy it. It's fun. Uh, having Tampa Bay downs right in my backyard basically is kind of nice. And, uh, yeah, we, we could talk about that a little bit. I'm, I'm far from an expert, but it, it is fun. Well, like I said, novice, novice advice. So I would be asking you what I think are really dumb questions and you will have good answers. And, uh, <laughs> you know, we'll, 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 we'll leave it at that. So episode number three, uh, you know, we left some stuff on the list. Isn't that great? I wanted to talk about the cut line. You know we're gonna we're gonna get into that in fu future episodes. Uh, people just don't realize how intense, you know, the cut line is on the tour every week, every tour. I mean, the amateur tours. Uh, you know, people don't. Uh, you, hey, I mean, the cut line is the cut line. You know, you 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 miss the cut, and you don't play Friday and Saturday. Or excuse me, Saturday and Sunday, and you don't make a dime, and it probably costs you a lot of money, and and so that. Uh, I just like to look at the cut line sometimes you ever just look at it and see the guy that, you know, cause what ends up happening sometimes is, is the guy that makes the cut on the number. He actually, you know, he, he'll end up worse than the guy that missed the cut. For example, the guy that misses the cut, let's say he's even par, right? He shoots, he shoots 71, 73, and he's even, and he misses the cut. The guy that makes the cut will actually finish the tournament like plus six. You know what I mean? He'll go out and he'll play Saturday and Sunday, 
and, and, and just not play well and, and end up plus six and make money because he made the cut. But meanwhile, there's a bunch of guys that missed the cut at even and plus one and plus two. So, I mean, it's a, it is a crazy, crazy part of the, um, of the tour every week. And so I want to touch on that in depth uh, down the road for sure. We will, we have and a lot of stuff, of stuff we're going to talk about over the course of time, buddy. Uh, it's going to be, I mean, this is fun already. Just sitting and chatting with a bud. It's all good. It's all, all good. good. Yeah. Time flies by, you know, it's fun. So what do you, I like let's, it. Let's close up here. What do you got on tap this week yourself? What do you got going on? What's on your calendar? On tap, uh, you know, I got my weekly meeting, of course. Uh, you know, I, my, I got a furnace going in on this renovation on Wednesday. I got a whole furnace, you know, HVAC system coming in on Wednesday. I got my daughter this week. So, you know, I step it up as a dad and homeschooling and, and uh, you know, every other week with my kiddo. So I'm always excited. Um, I actually get her later on this evening. I'm always fired up. Because I miss her dearly when I don't have her. The weeks I don't have her, don't get me wrong. It's nice to to get a little break here and there. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna act like I got like I got a halo over my head completely. But uh, but but no, it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good busy busy week for sure. I'm looking forward to it. How about you? No, you know, we're gonna get up, show up, and do the work. Uh, we're here taping this on on Monday, uh, Tuesday to Friday. Have a couple of listing appointments that we're going to take care of. We're going to uh, fight the good fight. I'm going to, my son is in town. Our son, I should say, is in town from uh, out of, uh, from, from Georgia. So we're going to get off with this. We're going to go have dinner with, with him and his brothers and see the grandbaby. And, and uh, with, with any luck at all, the weather will stay nice. And next weekend we'll play some golf. We'll be able to talk a little bit about the, uh, uh, the golf tournament next week, which is the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, it's actually being played right down the road here at concession in Sarasota, Bradenton, mm -hmm. uh, the, the WGC championship originally scheduled to be in Mexico, but it's not happening there because of COVID. So it's, it's happening right at the concession golf course in Sarasota, which is a very cool place. So I'm looking forward to that and talking about that wonderful golf course and, the reason why it's called what it is, we're going to talk about that next week. And uh, until then, buddy, get up, show up, and do the work because that's what we do. Hey, I'm looking at my grateful green Crocs sticker, my friend. It says grateful <laughs> on it. And uh, <laughs> I got one stuck on my computer. I got my, I got my wristband over here. And uh, hey, have fun with the family, and I Thank look you, forward buddy. to talking to you next week. It's always a pleasure, man. All right, buddy. Always, always a pleasure. See you. Oh.